Let me tell you of the days of high adventure. Everybody, I'm John, and I'm Kevin, and this is Six Degrees of Schwarzenegger, the podcast where we take a long, hard look at some of our favorite action movies from the era of <laughs> Schwarzenegger. He's the icon of the genre, yeah. And we're taking a deep dive into some of these '80s and '90s cult action movies and breaking them all the way down. Welcome back, Bonzer friends. Bonzer. Bonzer people. Uh, what's up, John? Hey, brother. How you doing? Fuck it. I feel great, man. I feel great, too. Uh, dude, I love Fosters. I want to get Fosters and take it to the beach <laughs> with me. Ooh, Fosters at the beach would be an awesome... Like, I feel like it's... It's, it's crushable. It's not... Yeah, it's definitely crushable. It's not as um, boozy as a lot of beers. And it's, it's got, but it's got more beer. flavor than a lot of American. Well, I guess it is an American beer now, huh? Uh, it seems like it from judging from the can. Um, I've been squeezing lime into mine. Oh and shit! It's great. I've been missing out though. Um, but yeah. Uh, anyway, <laughs> why are we drinking Fosters, Kevin? John, this is an intervention. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, we're here to talk about Crocodile Dundee. If you ever, if we ever do stage an intervention, promise me it'll be in Australia <laughs> or New it'll Zealand. Be recorded. <laughs> it'll be recorded for a podcast, but I want it to be at like a hobbit hole in New Zealand. <laughs> it has to be on the set of Lord of the Rings. Oh my God. Or it's not going to work. Oh, so yeah, we're back. We're here to talk a little bit more about Crocodile Dundee. What? A 1986 fucking masterpiece, if yeah, there ever is. was one. Um, it really, I mean, Yes, you critics, if you're still alive, Roger Ebert, R.I.P. But like a lot of a lot of people didn't like this movie. But that it stuns me. I think that they just thought that it was so formulaic and that there was so there was no plot. There really wasn't. But there a plot. is a ton of story, I think, to it. A lot. So that, much happens in such a short movie. Yeah, but it, but when you think about it, there are no stakes. You that, know what I mean? No. Yeah, lives are never on the line. There are no stakes. No stakes in this so. movie whatsoever. How do you mean? Like, if it doesn't work out, then it's fine and no one's the worse for it? Right. The, the movie is she is traveling to Australia to meet this guy to write a story and then decides to... I mean, it only works when you think of it in the context of a love story. But, like, the, the only goal is for her to bring him to New York... And for, and and for him to hope that she falls in love with well, him. Well, the but stakes here that that us as the viewer were hoping for them to end up together, right? But but by and large, like what the review saying, what I kind of agree with is that it's just one long fish out of water gag. Right. The first half was her out of water. Right. And the second half him. Right. Yeah. But it's endearing because it's Paul. Hogan. He's so charming. And let's just talk about Paul Hogan. Awesome. He's amazing. Yeah. I can see why he's like bagging women 20 years his junior. <laughs> I want to, and I didn't look up. I would love to know like what he's up to right now. 
Um, he's got that movie that came out. I mean, I think he's basically the, like sort well, of mockumentary thing. Yeah, it's like a, he's playing himself as a person that everyone thinks of as, "Hey, you're Crocodile Dundee," and he's like, "No, I'm not. I'm Paul Hogan. Right. I'm not like that guy. Right. Um, man, we should definitely watch that. That sounds like fun. It seems watchable. Yeah, and I think he's just living his best life. Yeah, which everyone should be doing when they're in their 80s. 83 years old. I hope you're doing exactly what you want to do. Can you imagine you're grinding on a nine to five, like a Walmart greeter at 80? Well, I mean, I'm even thinking about like actors who are still killing it at. Well, that's your passion. Yeah, I hope you're doing it not to pay your mortgage, but because it's what you want to do. Yeah, well, that's a deeper conversation about how in the capitalistic society in which we live, you have to grind it out until you're 80 or you. You fucking can't afford your doctor. Anyway, Crocodile Dundee, (laughs) baby. So what happened in the last couple of episodes is that Sue, newspaper reporter, probably wealthy, travels to Australia to meet mysterious Mick Dundee, who was bitten by a crocodile, drug himself out of the wilderness, and survived to tell the tale. They sort of have a meet-cute, like, romantical. It is that thing of like, oh, he's so annoying. But right. he also is charming. But and he's also like Tarzan. Ruggedly and, handsome. And I'm like, he's he's a hick from the sticks and I'm a city woman and I want to take him back and it's like I'm the slumming plot, it. It's the plot of any number of romance novels. Definitely. You know? So she decides to convince him and does to come back to New York. Upon arriving in New York, her boyfriend, Richard, who is the also lure her of boss. Her, the, the lure of her V is strong. Because <laughs> no, he, he did, I think he came from Australia to New York for the chance, he just wants the chance to get with that. To 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 the to, kiss that they shared there cheeks. on Echo Lake was magical. Have you had that in your life? I have. Like where you're like, oh, I, I need that anymore. Like you just get smitten. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, but then they arrive back in New York. She has a boyfriend that she hasn't broken up with who's disturbed by the fact that she's here with a strange man. He's like your typical 80s sort of power Coke Wall Street douchebag. Yeah, he runs the newspaper. So at dinner, he tries to make a fool of Mick, but Mick gets the drop on him, punches him out (laughs) at dinner. And and that's where we pick up in chapter four. So we're on the cab ride back home. Sue is scolding Dundee for hitting Richard. Saying, uh, you know, we're not in the pub and Walkabout Creek anymore. I like that she's being like diminutive with him about his hometown. Like that's that's yeah. some highbrow shit to pull. Like I'm saying like, we're not in your hometown, redneck. Like you don't just slug people. That's but that 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 wording is very diminutive. It's yeah. pejorative on her part. I but do you agree with her in principle? No, no. I mean, if anyone ever deserved to get punched out, it was Richard. But yeah. she and she acknowledges you that, should right? never punch a person out in public ever. Well, maybe ever, just be period. I don't, I don't know. I've never punched a person, but <laughs> but also th- for her to just say we're not in your podunk hometown, that was something that didn't need to be brought into it. She was trying to demean him. Yeah, true. And true. that's bullshit. That's why I'm saying Linda's the villain. <laughs> Sue is the Sue. villain. Sue, yeah. Uh, they're passing through like 1986 Times Square, Broadway area. Mm-hmm. They looked like they were still the remnants of like some porno theaters and stuff. You see there. Like cats in the background. There was yeah, yeah. There was a movie theater that was playing a Jagged Edge and yes. a movie called Maxi, which I've never heard of before. But 
was it out in theaters in 85? Right. Um, so Dundee is saying, you're not serious about this lemon. And I like that. Butt out, Dundee. Like, Yikes. He's, you know, hey, call a spade a spade. And she defends him, uh, Richard, that is, says he's had too much to drink, but he's a warm and caring guy. Okay. Uh, and, and she loves him, she says. And I love him, she ends with. She's trying to convince herself. Do you now Agreed. tell me this debate? Do you think does booze make you not behave like yourself or does it bring out your true colors? Both. Okay. Absolutely. Expound. Both. I think that whatever is happening in your mental space at that moment can be amplified. Yeah. So if you're feeling especially like affable, amiable, that it amplifies that. You could be extra happy or extra sad. If on the other hand, if you're feeling super vulnerable, um, irritable, hateful, that it can amplify that. I will say from my experience, like I've never been drunk and said something that wasn't what was in my heart. Right. You know, so I, I think it like can remove the filter. Maybe you know, for better think, or for worse. Exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly. So yeah. I don't think you can say like he's drunk and that's why he was being a, the biggest asshole on the planet. It's like for that to be in you at all, like then it makes you think that being sober helps you keep a lid on that. Right. You know? I think in this case, it was meant to amplify the fact that this guy's just because in the opening in the cold open, you don't get the idea that the guy's an asshole. But then for the rest of the whole movie... He might have been a little controlling a, from the get-go. You were supposed to be back here a week ago. Yeah, like he might want a woman who he can keep. I don't know. Agreed. No, totally agree. It's, yeah. <laughs> I do but like... we press on. At this moment, Richard thinks it's the perfect time... To puke in to the say, camp. To interrupt to say he's gonna he's to throw up, <laughs> which uh, I, there was a great moment where Dundee looks you know satisfied and and Sue was like Jesus, um, yeah that it's that a good is last awesome. moment. Yeah, it is. So they pull up to somebody's like pimp ass brownstone. I don't. Do you right. think that's Sue's place or she or says she said earlier in the movie that she lived downtown. There are no brownstones downtown. That's Richard's spot. I don't, it must like have upper been. Upper East Side, Upper West Side. It would have had something. to have been like the upper upper part of Manhattan for yeah. them to live in a brownstone. That was Mac Daddy, that house. Yeah, badass. Um, So Sue tells Dundee, you know, rest up because we got a big day tomorrow. I love this bit. Dundee tells the cabbie, let's go to a watering hole. You want to have a drink with me? That's oh, what the fuck I'm talking about. I fucking about. love New York. So the, yeah, we'll, we'll go ahead and establish the cabbie's name is Danny. <laughs> but I, that's what I'm talking about. Is like, it is not hard for me to believe that that, like, if you met a cabbie at the end of the night, at the end of the shift and be like, hey man. But also this is in the time before Uber and Lyft. Uh-huh. When the cabbie was making like, you know, like paid By hundreds of thousands of dollars yeah. for his medallion or whatever uh, it was. True. And was like making salary and, belong to a union that 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 this could happen but I, I fucking love new york because yeah it's like that's the idea it's like yeah i'm off my shift let's go fucking drink him it, and danny anyone anyone would be defenseless if mick dundee asked you to come have a drink with him no Fuck one yes. could say no 
Absolutely. Like doctor, like on call. It's like, <laughs> fuck yes. What are we drinking? ER. He's like scrubbing in. <laughs> yeah. Uh, That's so amazing. Dundee and the cabbie, they're at this dive bar. Uh, Dundee's charming everybody. Yeah. Right. Everybody fucking loves this guy. You've got to like, he's completely himself. He's not pretentious. Like he just gets along with everybody. Yep. Um, He's like dapping it up with this pimpish type character named Buzzy. Yeah, there's this like whole back and forth like misunderstanding. The two of them don't understand like what the other's saying, but uh-huh. they like respect and laugh at each other. It's all good. Yeah, well, he's like, you know, hang loose, my man. And he's like, flat out like a lizard drinking. <laughs> Whatever the fuck uh-huh. that means. And then like, Buzzy's like, say he, what? He's cool. <laughs> he's like, say what? And then Dundee's like, what? <laughs> now there's a woman there, Gwendolyn. She's taking a shine to Dundee. Right. She's uh invited him to come back to her place, basically. The cabbies like pulls Dundee aside, tells him Gwendolyn's transgender, like only using much more crude language. Right. I I, so I I did a search and tried to find a word that and I'm not trying to say that there's a such a thing as homophobic light. But I think that at this time, that it was probably more homo ignorant, if right. there is such a term. And it's not it's not like a judgmental thing. It's like like sensibility about the terminology and being respectful to other people didn't really exist. And unfortunately, I don't, Danny, the cabbie, I don't think he's like saying it in a hateful way. He's no. just like saying, hey, Dundee, be aware. This is that's a transgender person. Right. If. If, you know, and then make your decision. Right. Um, so that that <laughs> that character, Gwendolyn, is played by a person named Ann Carlisle. She was having like a real moment in the New York City scene at that time when the movie came out. She had a successful stage show where she would perform half the show as a woman and the other half of the show as a man. That's awesome. Like she was definitely doing this androgynous sort of thing. Are they still active? I don't know. I don't think so. Okay. She also did a spread in Playboy at the time, which I, in the, in the interest of being thorough, uh-huh. I researched that. <laughs> Feel free to Google her. Yeah, absolutely. And Carlisle Playboy. But, um, so that threw me because I just assumed they would cast a real transvestite or cross-dresser uh-huh. or transgender or whoever it might be, but... Yeah, it was a different time. And and, and also she they were probably carried, just she like carried the said. look off. We need someone who you could believe right. was either a man or a woman. Sure. Um so Dundee walks back over and gropes Gwendolyn's crotch. Yikes. Can't she, do that here. That's yeah, she runs out in terror, justifiably. Yeah. The victim of a of a sexual assault. Yeah. I basically were, Yeah, I mean, like I don't that's not okay anywhere. It's not okay. I don't think it's. I don't think it's even excusable in '86. It's not meant again. Not meant maliciously, but again, that's giving lots of credit to someone who's an adult. Like that's not okay anywhere. I don't yeah, think. you would know that's not okay to touch. It's not okay to touch a person without their permission. Correct. Period. Regardless Correct. of even where you're touching Correct. them. Correct. So. Uh, Dundee is shocked that the cabbie was right. Yeah, Danny, you're right. The rest of the bar goers there find it hilarious. Yeah, it's like, he's like, you all, you all knew it, you bastards. That, yeah, this is the scene that's like big time problematic for yeah, the movie. Agreed. 
it, to me, almost it's like the only scene in a movie that's 35 years old that is like, oh, you can't do that anymore. But doesn't it goes to show you just how taboo anything having to do with transgender, homosexuality, like anything was. And and though the world has a shameful far way to go to catch up it's like it's good now that we can look back at it and be like yeah that's not great that was not good no it's not it's not cool you have to be willing to like grow with the times yeah and and progress yeah crocodile dundee (laughs) when i think it's a learning it's a learning moment totally and i've seen movies for me definitely and i've seen shit like more recent movies, Wedding Crashers does shit that you're like, whoa, you can't say that. Right. Or like, yeah, or fucking Hangover. Right. Does some oh, crazy shit. And big it's time. like, it's amazing how much things have changed even in the last five or ten years. Agreed. So, later, like the the cabbie who's yeah, drunk off his ass. <laughs> he was he was rough when we cut to the bar earlier. He was like yeah. coming out of what the bar with like bathroom <laughs> face like, he was sort bragging like about how he was going to outdrink Dundee. I don't think so. Do you think that Dundee's been drinking as much as Danny has all night? Oh yeah. yeah. I think he's got the supernatural like ability to process he's that got shit. That, he's got that super liver. Um. So now, yeah, Danny is so drunk he can't even. He doesn't know where he parked the cab. He goes off looking for it. That's a rough feeling. The cross street there was Avenue B. Yeah, I saw that. Which is like, so that's East Village neighborhood, which makes sense. Like a cool neighborhood, all sorts of just. All different kinds of people. Random people, yeah. Those are the people you want to hang out with. Some of the artsier neighborhoods in Atlanta, like uh, Little Five or something. It's like just any type of person might walk in. Awesome. Now, Dundee spots a couple of hookers there. They're giving him the eye. This is Simone and Carla. Hey, girls. I always had a thing for Carla, too, the blonde. She was, like, super cute. They both <laughs> they both had it going on for, like, hookers. Yeah. I mean. I think Simone had, like, a big sort of, like, curly wig on. Yeah, curly black wig. Right. And then, yeah, Carla had, like, curly blonde they shit both going looked, on. They both looked like they'd be in the cast of Chicago or something to me. Yeah, like, they were, yeah. like, it was, like, um. It was Jamie Lee Curtis in Trading Places yes, type hooker. Yes, We're exactly. like, this is too good to be true. Right. Like, uh, people don't look this good. Yeah, not hookers. So, <laughs> not outside right. of Vegas, I guess, right. or whatever. So... And to all the New York hookers li- listening, well, we don't have know. to be high-end we've, we've never We've never been to the East Village on a Friday night at 2 yeah, a.m. I don't, we don't think know the high-end are. girls aren't hanging out on the corner. Right. So, Dundee naively goes over. He tries to chat him up. Uh, one of them, Carla, recognizes him from the paper. She's like, I know you. You're the crocodile guy. I've been reading about you. She's like, he's like a regular Tarzan. Russell's crocodiles eat snakes. Is this your first trip to New I, York? I will say that Carla's delivery of these lines and then the lean in yeah. and, and the way that the director, Feynman, captured this lean in from her and she kind of looks over her shoulder at, like up at him like, uh-huh. is this your first trip to New York? Like that was fucking like she's so charming. I, I wish that that shot that shot should be the banner shot for a whole like a whole uh, publicity tourism campaign. Is this your first trip to New York? It's fucking awesome. She's a killer actress. Like yeah. she could have been the lead. I feel like you yeah, know. I, I agree. 
So anyway, I like, yeah, Dundee's like, it's my first trip anywhere. And then Simone's like, well, hell, we might just have to give you one for free. Said no hooker ever. <laughs> one, he's like, yeah, one what? what? <laughs> he, he doesn't I, know. It. Does, is he, he was about uh, to have himself the night of his life. Here's what. Does he not know what a hooker? Are there no hookers in Walkabout uh, Springs? Or maybe they the just don't look like Simone and Carla. I don't know. No, they're probably. Well, that is the oldest profession. And I'm telling right? you, I'm telling Can you, you not go any, anywhere. There's not a hooker. Any town that sprouted in Australia oh, is probably a mining town. Truly, the more rough and tumble the town, the more likely it is that there's so that's sex what I'm work saying happening. Is, like, is it because that he was? Is it because he was raised by a tribe? Yeah, he grew up like. Then here's what this movie should have doubled down on the fact that he was raised by a tribe and had very little contact. With the outside air, he's a fucking Julius Benedict. Yes, exactly. He's naive about everything, but I, I, I. That's the way I read it. He is naive about like the bad parts but of the fact humanity. that he would never that he like that he had never spoken to or been approached by a hooker is unlikely. Mm. Well, I don't know. Have you ever been propositioned there in the Bible? By a hooker? Have you ever been propositioned by? A no, I well, haven't either. I'm trying actually I have I've been in, in Vegas and I've been in, in Vegas China. and there's like there the their fucking business cards are littered everywhere on the streets right. like sidewalks but yeah I don't think I've ever been on the right street corner at the right time of day to have them solicit you right you know I, I have and it was by accident and it was in China and I didn't understand the language How old were you? 18. Okay. Yeah and I was like I I can't. I don't. I don't know what's happening. Um, but so that was like, I I would say, Dundee was like moments away from having the night of his life. Yow, Simone and those Carla. are chicks had it going on. They're beautiful. They're beautiful um, girls. I love that he's suggesting like we could go to a dance. Amazing. That's, that's my favorite part. Is the like before getting into the confrontation that's just coming, like. He's a genuinely decent human being suggesting that they go to the movies. Let's get to know each like other a little whatever. bit. Like, I love that. I love so, it. So as the conversation continues, their pimp walks up and he's scolding the women for not working. Uh, Dundee tells the guy, you know, beat it. I'm making progress. <laughs> That's <laughs> that awesome. That was a great moment. I was talking to the ladies and making progress. That gives him a little n- nudge, you know. Wing, uh, wing, sign them all. <laughs> I like the, the pimp is like, are you going to talk all night? Or are you going to screw one of them? This dude's name is John Snyder. Okay. And I looked him up because I love when we do these things to like look people up and find out what they've been doing since. Oh, shit. Okay. This guy. And, and it's not that he's done any one specific thing except for that he has been in like he was like he's been in tons of movies and shows like TV shows and stuff. But he's made a career of that and being a voice actor, especially for anime stuff. Like he was oh, in shit. Akira and Cowboy Bebop and all these things. Like this guy's been working steady, like hard since, since this decade, he started working in the eighties as a voice actor for Japanese anime and has, been, and has been slaying it, like absolutely killing it. So awesome. John Snyder, We'll probably we're probably gonna hit you up on Twitter we'll or into, you. yeah we're, we're gonna like hit you up big time because we're so fans. You're telling me he's not a real life pimp, is what no, you're telling I'm me. I'm telling you, he doesn't do this 
this sex work stuff for a living. <laughs> that was not great dubbing. Because no. like he had they chopped out an F bomb. Yeah. That's for the PG thirteen rating. That was to get it down to a PG thirteen. Yeah. The TV version I grew up watching, you're gonna like this. I will. He said you know, you're going to talk all night or you're going to make it with one of them. Oh, so he didn't even say screw. He didn't say screw. They edited screw out to say, you're going to make one of them, yeah, which is like, that's your shit. I streamed, uh, I streamed, yeah, I streamed it on Amazon and he said screw. And I was like, that ain't what he said. That's not what he said. That's that lips said don't sync up at all. Um, <laughs> now, again, Dundee clocks he, the guy. Tiger uppercuts. That punch tiger is <laughs> that punch is dangerous, man. <laughs> he laid him out one punch. Just then the cab comes screeching up. Danny! Danny hops out. He's wrangling Dundee into the car. I should have been home hours ago. You think he's got like a family at home? Up in Queens, baby. <laughs> or in the Bronx. Awesome. Uh, the Dundee apologizes to the women for the pimp's foul language. The women seem like sort of taking, they're taking pleasure oh, in seeing like, him hurt. Aww. Yeah, I love that shit. Dundee smartly insists, you know, why don't you let me drive? It's awesome. Because it's a good bit. uh, Then he's like, well, no wonder you're so bad, such bad drivers here. The steering wheel's on the wrong side of the car. My favorite is when you hear the, like, the tire screech and horn blowing. It's like, get on the right side of the road, you pelican. (laughs) (laughs) I want to start calling people, you pelican. It's a great joke, but he is noticed by now that. The cars drive on the right side he of the road to here. It, that's what I'm saying. It's like, <laughs> this gag is like, uh, no, it doesn't work. Now, I guess it's got to be, I guess, the next day. Dundee is doing a little bath slash laundry combo in the tub. Yeah. Singing a song. Just um, he's like whistling. I did. I found it a little odd that after his first night, he's already doing laundry. Like, does he only have one pair of socks? Yes. Pre- the maybe. answer to that it's question possible. is yes. What else is in that? And that sack he had. His other snake jacket. <laughs> his vests. He has his copious snake, vests. Snake vest, snake jacket, second <laughs> snake jacket, snake boots, mm. crocodile stuff. So Sue lets herself into the room. What the fuck is up with that? He just had the door ajar. Did he? Yeah, I think it was open. I okay. thought. Maybe she has a key. I think she had a key or asked for a key, which is even they worse. They could give you two keys, I guess, when you check in. This was but in the she day before let herself the card, in. This was in the day before card keys. This was mm. in the day of like hotel keys, keys. Accurate. And I would, I would guarantee that when they checked in, she said, "I would also like a key," so that she could let herself into his room, because I feel like he becomes a liability for the paper. And they have to be able to. If something bad happens. If, if he coked over that. Yeah, exactly. VOD. Day one. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, she lets herself in. She's amused by the fact that he slept on the floor. She is positively giddy. Like it's Christmas morning that he slept <laughs> on the floor. She's like. That's a great detail. She's like. <laughs> it's a great detail for the story. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Him, but him sleeping on the floor is charming. It is. And it's also full Julius Benedict style from Twins. 100%. So uh, I did like, I paused it just to study what's going on in that room of his. He had a spent bottle of champagne in there, yeah. which you would dig. I love it. <laughs> had like his cigarettes and an ashtray, a little, make a magazine, a little light reading, and the remnants of either a late night snack or a breakfast. I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I love that he came while. back and had a bottle of bubbly. I do too. 
fucking treat yourself, baby. Yeah, absolutely. So, but also the crocodile Dundee would come back to the hotel and be like, "Champagne, yeah, that's badass, hell yeah." And later on, I don't know what the scene is, but later on, there's like an empty, like a gift basket or something. There's like an empty basket and cellophane. Like I, I feel like the newspaper was like, "Have a bottle of champagne waiting. Have Have a gift basket there, whatever." Yeah. Now the the housekeeper, she lets herself in. Rosita is her name. Oh, Senor Meek, hot. Yeah, uh, she's brought some fresh towels. I think she's Greek in real life, but that's fine. Her, she, her name seems Greek. She had a thing for Senior Meek. Uh, Dundee hears Rosita out there, tells her, you know, leave the towels on the bed, love. Whatever. Uh, now, Sue, you know, sort of like gives her the shh, don't tell him I'm here. Whatever. Sue kind of pranks him. She feigns a sexual advance from the housekeeper. Can we just talk again, like... What game is Sue playing? I don't know, man. Sue she knows, a, she knows Sue, exactly. Sue has a steady boyfriend who she loves. I told you this in great detail in the cab last night, but here I am flirting like fuck with you in your hotel room uh-huh. who I've barged into with a key that you didn't know I had. She's, you know, she's torn. My favorite thing about this scene, though, is when Mick sees the leg on uh-huh. the door frame and he says, Struth. I had to Google that. It's one of my favorite exclamations in the English language. I'd never heard it before I, today. You and I should bring it back. Truth. Truth. It could mean any number of things, but God's it seems like it's basically truth. like a holy shit. It's like, yeah, God's truth, which means like, <laughs> holy fucking oh, hell. Oh, shit. Uh, so if you're out there listening to this, God's truth, just say truth. Truth. For, I love. That's old timey. One of the great one liners of the movie. Is uh, Dundee saying, for a minute there, room service took on a whole new meaning. (laughs) Awesome stuff. I love it. But I also love that this, like in all of this, Mick thinking that this was Rosita tried to diffuse the situation saying, I was only being friendly. Right. I was just being friendly. He takes his hat and tries to like, he's modest. I don't think he's a gentleman. He is a gentleman. I think he might say some uncouth things. Right. Truth. (laughs) <laughs> anyway so sue takes dundee out on the town takes him up to the top of 30 rock to take some pictures he's marveling at the view from up there that is my favorite viewpoint i've in New never York City. been to the top of the rock because here at the top of the empire state building it's great but you can't see the empire state building right from the top of 30 rock you can see empire state building you know in that day you could see the trade center downtown today was the as I was watching that scene was the first time that I realized I've never been to the top of the rock. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah it's great. Looking at that view and, and now it's even more poignant because the twin towers off in the distance in that shot are no longer there. I mean, it's yeah, it's breathtaking. Yeah. So next time you're up there, check it out. I will for great, sure. Great. Uh, little tour. Sue treats Dundee to an American staple, the hot dog, the New York city <laughs> hot dog cart. With chili, onions, sauerkraut, and peppers. Wow. He's like, you eat that? She's like, well, you, you know, you can live on it, but it tastes like shit. Aww, uh, sweet making jokes. The the, connecting. Uh, the, uh, the dude running the cart, like, threw her a little side eye when she said that, which is correct to do. Um, I don't know about the chili and sauerkraut combo. I love both Put of those things. Put it all on together? It, yeah. Okay. You're going to get the sour cutting into the chili. It's it's good. <laughs> but yeah, that was a that was a fucking great moment. 
Anyway, they continue to take in the sights. A lot of this shit, I must this say. Is, and this is that buddy cop music from earlier, too. It's like, yeah, it's like, oh my God, it sounds like we're Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but it's fine. Oh, fuck. That's, it does sound like the Teenage it Mutant does. Ninja Turtles, it but it totally came first. Does. Yeah, it did. Also, I got to say, a lot of this stuff had a striking similarity to like what we see later in Twins. Yes, all like of it does. The f- sampling the local food, you know, you're Absolutely. watching people get strange haircuts. I love it. Yeah, they're. They stop to watch a guy getting a mohawk at a barbershop, which for some reason has drawn an entire crowd. Big ass Why crowd. is there a crowd watching this guy get a haircut? Mohawks had been around. Right. That's what I'm yeah. saying. It's like, why is everyone like, oh my God, can you believe it's this? It's like a free show. Um, now, a purse snatcher comes by, grabs some woman's bag, runs off. Somebody drops their bag of groceries yeah, and spills and the out. Somebody like they drop their groceries. Dundee picks up a loose can and a like Eli Manning fucker <laughs> heaves it long distance, like brains that bandit with the can from probably a hundred feet away. The crowd goes wild. Dude, that shit would fuck you up. That's Getting a, hit by a can. That's like that big can of like Campbell's tomato. And it's like split pea shit. <laughs> yeah, Sue. Dude. Sue, Sue, standing there watching, gets a massive lady boner, though. It's weird. Everybody's just standing around watching. Like, no one tried to grab the guy or stop him. Everyone's like, it's a round of applause. Well, it's like, it reminded me watching this scene that that maybe the people that wrote Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which maybe we should do, because I think it'd be fun I'm into to it. do yeah, it. Yeah, it'd be awesome. Like, the scene where Raph trips the purse grabber, uh-huh. and like... The guy looks up and he opens his coat and points to his side. <laughs> like, like that would yeah. be badass. Because, I mean, it's the same scene. It's almost it's the exact yeah, same scene. It truly is. Uh, now, later on, I guess, Sue has taken Dundee to this kind of like an art scene type party. Doesn't this feel like every screen interpretation of an Andy Warhol party? Oh, totally. It's, it's like... Upper upper muckety muck New York. Everyone's like, "Oh my God, I'm an artist. I'm well, yeah. Wow, I'm an intellectual." I think we could do a we could do a whole episode just on the background players in this scene. I feel like there's such a variety of bizarre type of people. Uh, it's so it's, you found it over the it's over the top. Like a truck. It's like a truck. Well, I don't know that it's over the top. I think it's probably right on 80s excess yeah. in New York. But I, I feel like uh, when did Warhol the, die? Was he still? He was around in the early '80s for sure. He was still around in the '80s, late '80s, I think. Okay, like after Basquiat died. Yeah. Um, but that's what I'm saying is like, all I mean, it's like this vibe was the vibe of yeah. New York. I was digging it, man. Oh, I did. I I wish that I was there. I wish Warhol was. I wish Basquiat was there. The women at that party, dude, were next level. Sue looked incredible as well with her little form-fitting dress with the weird cutouts. It was, yeah, it was like red spandex cut out like a... No underwear was worn with that dress. Like a... She looked like pasta. She was like a... (laughs) She was like a piece of pasta. Amazing. All kind of cutouts. Now, they bump into Simone there, which is an awesome touch. She's there with an older guy. Simone the streetwalker. Is there with uh, this older gentleman who Dundee is like, oh, it's nice of her dancing with her father That's like endearing. that. Uh, yeah, she's like, oh, but Sue love, is like, oh, this. boy, we got to give her some of that country boy shine of yours. What is she? Does she want him to get rid of the country boy shine? She's she charmed by it, that? I think. She's just like, you got to be less naive, I guess. 
Yeah. Dundee, I noticed, was getting like a lot of attention from the women at the party. Uh, he does. He sort of fit right in with these other loud characters, you know? Yes, because everyone in that room is their own character. Yeah, it was like a total like pretend like affectations yeah. and weird wigs. And I'm they dressed were, like a Native uh, American. There was some or like, yeah, it's just weird shit. Happening. They're weird tropes. Just a room full of tropes. Yeah. So Sue, uh, she introduces Dundee to this woman, Fran. I love this. I this this scene has been burned in my mind <laughs> for my entire life. Is this older lady? She seems. I think she's the host of the party. Yeah, that's the vibe um, I get too. She's got like a young boy toy at her side, which is great. Good for her. Uh, yeah, she's got a very deep voice. She's got a B. Arthur thing going on voice wise. Yeah. So Dundee leans in and gropes her crotch. No, uh, okay. You still can't do it. Have <laughs> Dundee having confirmed that Fran's got female genitalia. He says he's pleased to meet her. Ugh. Sue's like uh, mortified. It's okay. Uh, he's Australian. And Fran says, maybe I'd better go there someday. Get it, Fran. She was into you, it. Yeah, I'm telling you, man. You, you just can't do that, though. No. As they continue to mingle, Sue like gives Dundee sort of a what the fuck are you doing look. And Dundee's like, I'm oh, just making sure. Making sure. Like, what, like what, what does it matter? Someone's got to tell him you can't do that. But also, what does it matter? Yeah, was she wasn't propositioning him. It, right. It's extra weird. Yeah. It with Gwendolyn, he had some skin in the game. Right. This is just like I meet a random stranger, I gotta know if they're yeah. biologically what is going on between their legs. I gotta know. Of, there are rules of decency, and the first of which is it doesn't matter <laughs> what anyone's sexual orientation or preference or identification is, Mick Dundee. <laughs> But this was 1986, and Paul was Hogan, a different time. And, and yeah. he's he, he's his character. He's playing the uber naive. He he is he is playing Peter Pan. He is Australian. Who Peter Pan is like I I don't know what to think. He doesn't he doesn't know what's going on. But you know, thank God for Sue being there to like tell him like she didn't though. Yeah, she didn't. That's also she should have been like, dude. Don't touch anyone unless they ask you to touch them. Like that's rule number one. That's a good rule to teach any child at age five. Like don't touch anyone yeah. if they haven't encouraged you to touch them. So Sue disappears to go get him some drinks. No one needs more drinks. Everyone's had enough. <laughs> Dundee starts to roll himself a cigarette, which is fucking a swaggerish yeah, move. It's badass. As he's surveying this party scene. Now this woman who was smoking hot. Comes up and takes a long drag she's, off his cigarette. She's got like a pixie dream girl thing going on. Uh -huh. She's got like a wig on. She had that sort of, yeah, it was like this white wig. It was like a Sia, the musician, like Sia vibe. Yeah. She's like, mm, that's good shit. Does that woman not smoke weed? Because <laughs> there's no way to confuse weed from a rolled cigarette at all. I, or so I've heard. I think she's so wasted. That, that she's just, just, that just Australian tobacco or whatever he's smoking well, like, tastes like. I'm weed. sure that fresh tobacco rolled without all the preservatives oh, and like, shit probably shit, does have no. a different taste. Yeah, but I still wouldn't think it tastes like weed. It's yeah. enough to make it to confuse the two. Yeah, but she's also probably so fucking. She's high. on. She's on acid. <laughs> yeah, she is. <laughs> she's eating a bunch of shrooms. <laughs> and uh, she's out of her mind. Yeah, but yeah. 
Now later on, Dundee is like fitting right in. Yeah, he's he's the life of the party. He's chatting it up with randos. Sue is out there dancing on the dance floor, giving him the eye. Mixed signals. She looks fucking great. Mixed signals. Uh, Fran, the older woman, the hostess, is giving like a flirty wave to Dundee. I do love that she appears to be drinking some brown liquor in a glass, though. Sue, uh, uh, Fran was? Fran drinking like a brown liquor cocktail, baby. Fuck yeah. She's drinking, she's drinking an old-fashioned or a Manhattan or something. Well, we'll get to it. Okay. Uh, but I'm telling you, Fran was into that crotch grab. <laughs> no, she she's like, I must get to Australia. <laughs> Good for her. Um, so Dundee, he pounded that martini. He like downed it in one big gulp and went to like look for a quiet spot. I guess he found the kitchen area where there was some dude snorting cocaine. <laughs> and amazing. There was a bottle of Drambuie on the table. Nice. That came up in Roadhouse. Yeah, yeah. We yeah. talked about it. I Googled it. So Drambuie is scotch. Infused with honey, herbs, and spices. Yeah, it's got a very medicinal, like, herbal quality to it. I'm curious now to have it. I didn't know it was scotch-based. I thought it was more like a... It's got a smoky quality to it. We should try some. In my mind, yeah, I, I assume it can be found. Is it oh, back yeah. in the liqueurs? My, yeah, it is in the liqueurs. My okay. dad my dad likes a drambouille. He doesn't really... Do you drink it just straight? Is it a you mixer? You usually mix it with something else. Like with a cocktail, of some with kind. other other spirits, or not many, but just like to make okay. like the base of a cocktail, just because there's so much going on in the yeah. I'm curious itself. about it. We should get some. Maybe we can find like a whatever a small. I guarantee bottle of you it. they have the Toco Giant. Yeah, okay, they do. Let's check that out. I Shout guarantee. out Toco Giant. Hey, sponsor us. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> because yeah, we'll give you business. Yeah, they definitely have Drambuie. Okay, Toco Giant. Awesome. Okay, Dundee. Misunderstanding what's going on with this dude snorting the coke. He like thinks he's the guy's trying to treat a stuffed nose. Right. So he like run he fills a, a pot with hot well, water. Thank God the kettle was boiling unattended. <laughs> boiling what was un- anyone doing with hot boiling it water? It was boiling unattended on the stove and it was not whistling. Hmm. I don't know what to make of that. I don't know and what's so I happening. Don't know if someone was like Make a round of hot toddies for everyone. I said, guess so. Make a round of hot toddies I for mean, everyone. See, said Fran. Someone could have been working on some coffee, or they were or tea I, or something. Got know. distracted. I don't know. Yeah, I um, don't want to. But you're right. Things. The teapot should have at least been just making obnoxiously noise. whistling. So Dundee, there should have been a like a staff member like slumped over the stove, like just <laughs> coked out and like asleep. Anyway. So Dundee, he takes that boiling hot water, he he pours it into a pot, he takes this man's entire stash. Like a and, whole file full. Yeah, empties it in there. He tells the man, you know, lean over it. It's like steaming up. He's like, take big, deep breaths. He throws a towel over the guy's head, tells him, you know, like, 10 minutes of this, you'll be clear as a bell. Oh, uh, my God. Sue leads him away, tells him, you know, you just, like, wrecked all that dude's cocaine. Dundee doesn't even know what that is. Sue tries to explain like the concept of getting high. Huh? So is it conceivable that Dundee has no understanding of like the concept of drugs? That's unlikely. I don't know. It's how you sheltered that, were you? you Julius think, Benedict. Does Julius Benedict know about drugs? Yes. Cause he yeah. reads shit. He researches. You don't think that any of the guys in walkabout Springs are bringing like, 
like yeah, low true. grade shit. Their into meth the heads are like shooting heroin. Definitely, and shit. definitely. But how somehow Dundee doesn't seem to get it. He would know what drugs are. Okay. Now he smoothly like he says something. I was like, oh, she's like, it's for a buzz. He's like, oh, like when you shove a blow fly up your nose, which is bizarre. And she but creams. He's just he, like, she just creamed. <laughs> He, but he did. He clinked glasses with her and threw his arm around her shoulder, and she was just like staring him down. Man, she uh, she gave him the hard, long look. They it were was, staring into each other's it eyes. It was the longest look of the film. Uh, this was the the look where maybe you think that this is where you saw them fall in love. I think she was at least realizing it's time to move away from Richard. Right. Um. Now, next morning, Dundee is on the phone with Walt back at the Walkabout Creek. Pop. Right. Uh, he's checking in on things back home. Donk grabs the phone, tells Dundee, get stuffed. Love it. Love awesome. that dude's voice. Donk's voice is awesome. Yeah, he's great. Uh, Walt is asking, you know, how are you getting on in New York? Dundee tells him, this bonds are people. They're a bit weird. Bonds are for anyone who doesn't know, which I didn't. Apparently means like first rate. Yeah. First rate people. But weird. That's a fair assessment. Absolutely. More than fair. Especially in New York. It is a quick funny cut from him saying, you know, these people are a bit weird smash cut to Dundee's in his hotel room, wearing a towel and his boots. He's got like his clothes strung up on, right. a, on a laundry line that he's rigged up in the room. He's got his knife stuck in the wall to, to, to set up the laundry line from. I need to see how Dundee was living back in walkabout Creek. I do too. Like what the fuck are I you used like, to? I man? feel like they show his shack in, in two part two. But I was watching it today, and he said, like, that this is holiday house. Like, he's only, I haven't been here in a long time. Like, right. he, when he's living out in the, in the bush, I guess he stays there. But I don't think it's his every night home. But I'm curious as hell how he's living. Is he's he sleeping probably, on the floor, I guess, somewhere? He must be, yeah. We're camping out under the stars, man. There's worse ways to live. Absolutely. Um, so... Walt asked Dundee, you know, when are you coming home? He says he'd like to stay a while. Walt correctly surmises yeah. that it's because of Sue. Now, Dundee says, you know, well, for starters, she's a better kisser than Donk. But they, at this point, at least in the movie, they haven't kissed since before they left from Australia. I almost right? got the impression that that scene where they were staring into each other's eyes we're supposed to. There might have been a kiss that got edited out. I there. wonder that is like the is scene he, seemed to cut short to me. Is he hanging on to the moment of like where they kissed by Echo Lake, or has something happened while he's been in New York? I think, I think they filmed something happening at that party. Okay, but I think they cut it out so that we're supposed to think that nothing has happened since gotcha. Echo Lake. Gotcha. Um, but it's weird now for him to be coming clean about kissing her when previously. In the immediate he, yeah. aftermath, you know, he's played it down. Well, now we're separated by phone lines <laughs> and scruples. So Walt tells him, you know, keep in touch. He hangs up. I thought it was weird that the phone immediately was ringing again in the pub. No chance. I feel like that's a place where they get one call a week <laughs> to the bar. So, so we call it, are you open? <laughs> yeah. What? So later that night, Dundee, he's walking Sue home from somewhere. Where have they been? Out to dinner by without, themselves. Without Richard, press tour, sightseeing. What are they More doing? More sightseeing. Maybe took. She could have taken him to like a Broadway show or something. Oh, that's so I'm trying stu- to think. What would you do 
with someone. But yes. okay. they are, yeah, they're on their own. We've arrived at the most iconic moment of the whole movie. Oh, yeah. Um, Big time. Young fella walks up, asks if he can get a light, which Dundee politely agrees. Dude's yeah. rocking like some Michael Jackson fashion. Like thriller. He looks like Thriller. Yeah. 100%. Um, guy pulls out a switchblade. And several other young ruffians materialize at the yeah. same time. It's like a gang. He's like, and your wallet. And then uh, Sue is encouraging Mick, like, Mick, give him your wallet. And he's what like, what's for? What for? He's got a knife. <laughs> That's not a knife. Whoosh. That's a knife. <laughs> is it like... Everyone's uncle, everyone's dad quoted that line uh, for 20 years. It, I'm sure if there's like the AFI list of best movie That's lines, it's in there. That's a knife. Yeah. Dundee like slashes the punk's jacket and the punk runs off. I read in some versions they cut the bit out of him slashing the guy's jacket. Like because they it thought was it was too, too aggressive. I wondered the Dundee. same thing if it was similar to the first or the second act uh the second episode where he shot at the poachers and it was just like he knows he knows the depth that he can get to without injuring someone oh i'm sure that he knows exactly that knife is an extension of and his so, body and, and so that's that's what this scene reminded me of is when he was shooting at the guys he knew exactly where he could shoot and do what yeah and so this scene was like I know I can do this and fuck you up and you're sure. going to run away. It's not going to hurt I you. I never got the impression that he meant that guy any physical harm. Right. He's just like scaring him off. Right. Um, just kids Then Dundee is like, just kids having fun. That's a fucking generous perspective. Uh, <laughs> 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 uh, that was awesome. Then, uh, you know, yeah, Dundee's asking Sue, are you all right? And she's like, I'm always all right when I'm with you, Dundee. She's, she's like... <laughs> God, what was that noise? What was that, that was me that mean? like snoring at her. This is like, God, that sounds corny. Yeah, Why do you always make me feel like Jane in the Tarzan comics? Because you keep bringing it up. And Dundee sort of thumps his chest. He gives a little Tarzan uh, yell. It's a nice moment. She moves in for like the passionate. She kiss. is straight thirsty. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> She's like, oh my God, how long can I take to get over to you to kiss well, you? That was the real deal kiss. Like Sue has got herself a problem. Yeah, she is two time in Sue at this point, like big time. <laughs> uh, we've spoken now. We can't just move on from this scene. Like we've spoken about movies past. Yeah, that there's a scene that feels like the whole movie revolves around this scene. Right, but like this the, is next the level scene. the Ellis scene the uh you know the meatball subs but this Utah. is not give me two give me two this shit though is next level like the, the give me that that's not a nice yeah, yeah that's, that's like so i there's there's not too many examples of movies where the the scene is so iconic that people who have never seen the movie before know that scene or they know what line that movie's from. Well, let me ask you a question. Bring it. If we were to pull a few 18 to 28 year olds, mm. would they know what that line comes from? Or the would they recognize the line? The 18 year olds uh, recognize it? Like I've heard that before. Sure. I'm just saying, would I've they heard recognize someone it? Would quote, you think, I've heard someone say that. Would you think that they recognize that line? Because it was ubiquitous I think, when I we were I think 75% would 
75% would recognize it. That's generous. Okay. I don't think they'd know what it was from, but people in the, in the 28 to, you know, 48 yeah. age group, I would say probably about 90% plus know what that's from. It's like the, it's like the, you know, I am your father type shit where you're like, I don't, I never seen Star Wars, but I know that is a line from I'm Star gonna Wars. I'm going to teach my kids that line. Or like the, you know, there's no place like home type shit. Oh man. Thinking about a generation of children that have never seen Wizard of Oz, that blow, or that sound exists? of music. I feel like those people still watch that. And I hope so. Yeah. Because so many kids it holds don't, up. they don't watch TV, you know, they don't watch TV, they don't watch TMC. It's where, not on YouTube. Where, or, where, yeah, exactly. If it's not on YouTube, are they watching it? Or, and so that's, that's my fear is that, is that as hard as people like George Lucas, God love him for both preserving and destroying film, has fought for the preservation of film, he fought for preservation of film in a medium, TV, which is now subscription based and that a lot of kids are going to be like if it's not on youtube i'm never going to watch it or whatever you know there's some shit like wizard of oz for example should be available for free absolutely all the time absolutely like on every platform almost like whoever owns the rights to an mgm should just be like it's free everywhere because everyone needs to see this shit like anything that's in the library of congress almost should just be free to watch i i i agree with that as well because yeah this is that that's this moment that that's not that's not like that's a knife that's yeah. the shit that turns up on like the afi you know greatest moments yeah lists and, and because stuff. it is because, it because is. it's it's like i i rewound this scene more than 10 times today to watch <laughs> to watch why it's so effective what and, do you come up with and the reason is is that like Paul Hogan's chuckle before he delivers the line. He goes, <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's not a knife. And then you don't even really, all you hear is sort of the, the sound of him uh-huh. pulling the knife. And he goes, and then you see the blade and he goes, that's a knife. And his <laughs> eyes light up. And the way his eyes light yeah. up is like, it would never have worked without his facial expression. And it's like, holy shit. Because, and I watched it because the way that he delivered it, was the same way that my uncles would recount it to me, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. as though I'd never seen it. But they, the way that they recollected it to me, like that was the way that they would do it in that situation. And that's why it's so memorable. It was like, if these stupid redneck motherfuckers were in that situation, that's how they would have done it. And so it was just like, it was so real because I could see him immediately in members of my own family. You sure. know what I mean? It, yeah. The guy's such a natural entertainer, I guess. Yeah. Oh, that it's just flawless. Because, yeah, he's not a guy who went to acting school in Australia. He's just a dude who is a natural born funny man. It's fucking awesome. Oh, I love, love the it. man. I love the moment. Love, love the, the movie. movie. Yeah. Uh, we're all out of time for this episode. We <laughs> miss Mike. Mike, we're so glad you were with us. We miss our friends in the last of the action heroes podcast network we hope you guys are listening along fuck you if you're not but but not really but also really um and we're gonna see you guys back for the final installment in our crocodile dundee series kevin we'll be back 